There we go. Sorry about that. But I'm going to try. Take two. You know, I had this really witty, intelligent, never before seen way of asking you to like, subscribe, and follow This Is True Really News, but have him do a cameo. <laughs> somebody forgot to start the recording. <laughs> have, a, have him do a walkthrough. It was legendary. <laughs> and the and the accent I'm telling you, you procured for it was incredible. The entire crew here is still talking about it. It was legend. Oh my goodness. Unfortunately, this, this incredible one-time only performance by <laughs> a superstar of well, quite actually, no one could be close to the talent this man possesses. Or his longevity. <laughs> of his wife thinks highly of him. Is is lost. Is lost to the ages. And forevermore, amen. And also with you. So, if uh, you would please, in, in memory of this amazing performance, which I'm afraid you will never see or... Quite possibly here, but no, you'll hear about it again. Um, like, subscribe, and follow. This is Truly News, and then have all your friends and cohorts like, subscribe, and follow. This is Truly News, and God willing, we'll be here again. A book returned if we I- remember to record. The show We're recording. We'll be We're here again now. We're if recording. we don't, all you get is several minutes of. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. A book returned to an Idaho library was so long overdue. Crap, now I know how this turns out. Okay, go ahead, start again. A book returned to an Idaho library was so long overdue. How overdue was it? There was no record of it in the catalog. Wow, that's old. The book... The new... That, by the way, was not the stunning performance. No, that really wasn't. The book, New Chronicles of Rebecca, as you remember, is a sequel to the classic Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. I don't remember, actually, Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. I remember the title. That's all I remember. <laughs> it was originally checked out from the Carnegie Public Library in Boise in 1910. Who wrote Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm? I think oh, Martin I've Luther asked a question Bobblehead. I didn't know the answer to. What? Martin Luther Bobblehead. I'm certain of it. Was it? That's not a Jane Austen novel, is it? Oh heck, if I'd know. All right, you care. You I go ahead with the story that I've heard before, and you'll look and, it up, and I'll see if I can find it. Okay, uh, just try to say amusing things here and there, or just nod. Why I don't say them now? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm asking for a sea change here. <laughs> anyway. It was originally checked out from the Carnegie Public Library in Boise in 1910. It turned up in Garden City Library about a month ago, but the Boise Library sticker caught a staffer's eye at the checkout desk, and it was sent over there. Inside the book's cover, the last stamp is from November 8th, 1911. There is, this would be a good time for you to give it a, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there we go. Do you realize my dad wasn't even born yet? Nice. I hadn't thought of that. There's no record of who checked the book out, but in sifting through records that do exist, library staff saw that the book was marked as gone, either lost and or paid for or just missing. At that time, borrowers incurred a fine of two cents a day if the book wasn't returned home. That would put the fine at roughly, oh, $800 for a book that goes for more like five bucks these days. Well, actually, I'm 
betting you can probably find it digital for free. Yeah, likely. Boise Public Library is no longer imposed fines, however, at least fines no greater than the value of the book. It was originally $1.50 back then. So now it's so they would five bucks these days. So if you lose the book, replace it. It's that simple. There you go. The book will not be returned to circulation because there are those of us who believe it actually ran away. It's legend. <laughs> the thing's going to be put on display instead of returned. And if you look at it on display, it'll sit there. It'll have sad little book eyes. Yep. Okay, here we go. Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm is a classic American children's novel written in 1903 by Kate Douglas Wiggin. That's uh, Jane Austen right there. If I come over there with a baseball bat. You've already given me COVID. What else could you do? Beat you with a baseball bat. And we have COVID. That's worse. <laughs> I could club you with a baby seal. <laughs> uh, you also tried to slap me with a Buick, which I thought was hilarious. I love prop humor. But they say the sequel is New Chronicles of Rebecca. And what did I say it was? What, did, what was the name of the book you just talked about? New Chronicles of Rebecca. Well, then that was it. It was the sequel. Thank you so much for paying attention. I'm sorry, were we you talking? <laughs> hey, if you just recorded Martin Luther doing the, the tease, I'd have been happy. But no. I told you, this. have him do a walkthrough. If he's all upset, just have him do a walkthrough. Like Scott, Alfred Hitchcock. Scott, what? What? I've been dead for 400 some years. I mean, well, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. So I apologize for this, but this was a Halloween story I just found. I won't mention Advent because it made Scott queasy before. Because last Sunday was the first Sunday of Advent. That leads us right into the Christmas season. By the way, Christmas season doesn't start till December 24th and ends, I believe, on January 6th. Somewhere around in there because you have to come Which to 12, would be, right? Yeah. Because okay. Epiphany is, this is basically the Gentile Christmas. See, now what we're talking about here is a liturgical calendar. The liturgical calendar. Yeah, I think uh, put out by the Dawn Dish Soap guys. Sure. No, that would be the three-year lectionary. <laughs> One-year historic lectionary. <laughs> represent. Very, very All nicely right. done. Very Clark nicely done. <laughs> Clark County, Nevada law enforcement folks, when Halloween was coming, came, came up with an idea to promote pedestrian safety. They, they called him, her, it, the, the crosswalk fairy. Okay, I can remember one a of, day when that would be an epithet. I'm picturing two things, neither of which are attractive. One of which reminds me of the old uh, Tim Allen movie with the Tooth Fairy. He died recently, by the way. The guy who played the Tooth Fairy. Oh, I thought Tim, and I went, "What? No, just his career." A police yeah. officer in costume, the Crosswalk Fairy, escorted people across busy Boulder Highway. Busy Boulder. See if they named it something besides highway that had the alliteration going there, but nope. According to KVVVVVVV, KVVU TV, how drunk do you have to be to come up with that for your call letters? Uh, as officers demonstrated proper crosswalk techniques, don't you walk across and not get Here's hit? how you prance across. <laughs> this is here's walking. You, here's this is jogging across. If you'd like to saunter, you can, we would you suggest can saunter. sauntering. We like the trundle side. 
No, we wouldn't suggest sauntering, sauntering, trundling, no meandering, because mm, the car no. will probably get you. Yeah, you can't meander. You do have to eventually get across. So while the officer's going through all of these marvelous things, we think. Here I'm dancing a pas de deux, as long as I'm dressed the way I am. Stop it. Pedestrian Tammy Woten tried to cross the street when the event <laughs> was being held. And you know, right, she was almost hit by a semi. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she didn't hear about the no meandering. <laughs> Nevada law stipulates that vehicles must yield to pedestrians. So really? officers did what officers do. They pulled over the, the truck driver along with several other offending motorists who decided they had more important things to do than stop for a pedestrian in the crosswalk. By the way, this does not mean when a car is coming down the road, you just kind of walk right out in front of it. No, bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. Thank you. I have, I know of some people, shall we say, that if I walk out there, they have to stop. Well, they should. And by golly, they, they really should. But, but there are two things we, we shouldn't do. Let's not tease them. <laughs> and let's not hope that the brakes were good. Exactly. Things happen. You know, because being splattered on the roadway is just not a good way to prove your point. 11 people at the Millbrae Care Home in Coatbridge. A How many? 11 people. 11 people. Okay. 11. At a 40, it's a 40 bed facility in uh, Lanarkshire. What's it for? It specializes in caring for those with dementia. How many people? 11. Where? Shut up. <laughs> they were wrongly jabbed. They were what? Wrongly jabbed. They received saline solution instead of the COVID-19 vaccine. I have friends now going, yeah, and how's that wrong? <laughs> the health board has issued an apology, but says it cannot say how many other vaccination errors may have occurred. The Scottish government confirmed it was aware of the incident, which was not made public. Okay. There's I the other problem. Scotland, right? Yeah. Or are they just trying to save money? <laughs> <laughs> don't they understand Maybe. that we all paid for all of this so go ahead use it yeah you're old you'll go soon oh it's, the andrew cuomo idea yes it said it did not hold accurate nationwide information on any similar mistakes they sound a lot like a government i have documents detail how frazzled looking nhs nurses arrived at milbray to administer correct vaccines after residents were earlier wrongly injected from vials of saline solution a small amount of saline is supposed to be mixed with the pure Pfizer BioNTech vaccine after it's taken out of freezers and thawed and then injected into patients, which accounts for the chills. Scottish Labor's serious questions about the management of the vaccine programming and care sector. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Scottish Labor's health spokeswoman, Jackie Bailey, said this alarming incident raises serious questions about the management of vaccine programming and care sector. It is astonishing that the SNP does not know how common these kinds of incidents are. Their complacency is jaw-dropping. Welcome to the modern world, dearie. All I can think of is maybe they shouldn't have Otto in charge of the, <laughs> the bus driver from The Simpsons. They should yes. not be in charge of, yeah. No, no. Yeah, what the heck? Just give him a... <laughs> Here, I have some weed. Give him that. What's in that vial? Nothing. I'm just going to stick it in your arm and then take it out. 
Okay, okay. sounds good to me. <sighs> of course, I can have friends who say, well, it'd be the same. Police in Gillette, Wyoming. I mean, really, you can still get the disease. You can still pass on the disease. I got sick for four days. Why? Police in Gillette, Wyoming, were called to a home about a fight between a man and a woman. When a man fights a woman. When they arrived, Gingel, the man, you'd think a straight razor would, would appear somewhere in this one. No, it'd be the three things now. Three or five. Oh, would it be? What, oh, what are they up to? 15 blades now? I, don't know. <laughs> I think 106. We don't have 500,000 blades <laughs> on this tiny little. <laughs> this is why I've gone back to safety razors. I get a better it's shave. Just, I, I'm ready to go electric, man. I don't care. <laughs> Close I enough. did for a while, but the blades got as expensive as the other blades. They do. And they're really cheap for, for safety razors. And they are. Yeah. So where was I now? Oh, fight, man, woman, man already left when police got there. He'd gone in his pickup truck. Pick he had to pick truck. up his mother in the darned old rain. In the pickup truck. What, what was that? What was that line from the from the David Allen Co. thing? I was drunk today. My mom got out of prison. <laughs> oh, great. He had written the perfect song, and he said, no, you didn't mention drinking. You didn't mention pickup trucks, dogs, mom. Yeah. And so he wrote it all into this one weird verse. It's hilarious. Where was I now? David Allen called. Look it up. You'll find it. <laughs> Greatest country song, I think, is called. Uh, uh, Gillette News reported that the man was pulled over and emerged from the truck with his two sons, a four-year-old and a 15-year-old. Well, there's a fine example. Lieutenant Paul Pownell said that the 39-year-old admitted he'd been drinking. I've been drinking. So what? Yeah, and he was in his pickup truck. We're getting there. We could have the perfect country song. I am in my pickup and I am drunk. But said in his defense that, yes, he'd been drinking, but the four-year-old had actually been sitting on his lap and doing the real driving. I love how it makes people honest. <laughs> I just... <laughs> it, what if I we like did anything is... wrong, you talk to the kid. How drunk do you have to be to think this is a better idea than just taking the DUI? <laughs> really? Apparently that drunk. The suspect, who was already on unsupervised probation, was charged with his second DUI. And I suspect this is just a guess. It's not in the story anywhere. I have no real reason to think that he may now go on supervised probation. <laughs> and child services may become involved. I'm just saying. Well, and the four-year-old needs lessons, frankly. And you if got this a 15-year-old. Yeah. What, why not the with other you. kid? But oh. no, I'm going to sit there behind the wheel and let the four-year-old drive. <laughs> Dude, Cletus, the slat job yokel would not even think of that. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even think of that. It is Wyoming, though, so there's probably nobody else on the road. So You might hit a cow or a turkey. A couple, couple of sheep, two cows. Richard. Richard. Richard, stay off the road, man. This is True Really News. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.